Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. As we are coming up on episode 400, I wanted to share this episode with you. And it is about measuring backwards how I got here. I have been diving into the book, The Gap and the Gain. I shared that with you on a past episode. It is a powerful book. Honestly, it's just really hitting me and maybe the messages that I just need to hear right now. I wanted to share some of my backstory and how I got here, because when it comes down to it, we think that we know someone's story. We never do. We never do. We know the chapter that we are reading, the chapter that we are perceiving, the chapter that we think they are in, but we never know their backstory. And I always say that the people that you might look up to and admire have walked through absolute hell to get there. Nobody handed it to them. I guarantee you it was not handed to them. They worked hard to get there and they overcame a lot of different stories to get there. So I have had this question a couple of times about the backstory, especially since I have a lot of new people in this podcast in as well on social media. So I wanted to share part of it. And I felt like what a great timing as we're coming into almost episode 400. As I break down the content for a new program that I am running called the How Method, and I have not been this excited about a program for a while now, because one that I'm running solely, because it is all about the process to get to the space of writing or rewriting your story. And it is this process of healing, owning, and writing our story. I don't think I ever understood the healing piece honestly, until I look back, right? You can't connect the dots until you look back. There was so much work that I put into my own healing before I ever started to look at a business idea, before I ever even even entertained it. It was my own healing and it was years of work. And now that I understand so much more about my own healing, (laughs) I'm doing way more than I was before. So it is never ending. Like your healing journey is something that is never ending. So when I say healed, that's coming from a healed space. That is from not from a space of being a victim, anger, resentment, frustration with your story, but coming from a healed space to understand that my story had to happen the way that it did in order to bring me here. And my story, the experiences I had to walk through made me who I am so that I'm actually doing the work that I'm doing now. As hard as it is, I look at it and think I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Like what would I be doing? And the amount of change and growth in myself personally, as well as the amount of fulfillment that I feel from the work that I'm doing, it wouldn't have even been on the radar had I not walked through a journey of dealing with teen substance abuse that led me on this path. 
that's really hard when you can think about, think about it. Like think of some of the most difficult things you've walked through and you did make it through. And what, how has that shaped you? How has that made you who you are now? So I was the, I was the kid that was speaking, using my voice, being told I was too much bossy, you know, loud mouth, all the things, because I'm the generation that kids were supposed to be seen, not heard, but that's just not how I was wired. And I heard all the time that I was too much, too much. And I remember being, I think it was probably 10 or 11 years old when I did a public speaking contest. And I remember taking, going to my parents and saying, I wanted to do this. And both of them were like, you, you can't, you're going to be on stage. Like, do you understand that's like that it's, it was almost scary, but I felt this weird thing that I, I needed to do it. And I won that regional contest and then moved on and it was just such an experience. So I was, I really spent a lot of my youth using my voice and then into like high school. And I was super involved in high school in a number of different things. And I wanted to not be a leader for that purpose, but just be in that space of being part of everything. Like I used my voice. I felt myself being front and center, supporting, leading, doing these things that just felt natural. Continued that way for most of my life until we started dealing with teen substance abuse. And I went into absolute hiding mode, absolute hiding mode. I was still looking for answers and doing all the things, but I was hiding because I was just shame took over, like shame took over. And I think this is the powerful thing on shame and there's more coming on this. We're going to unwrap it more and talk about it more. So as I started to recognize that I wasn't alone and I wasn't the only parent dealing with this, and I'm going to say it was probably three or four years that we were in roughly in silence, but everyone around us knew it was happening. There was no way to hide it. Like we had police in our house regularly. There was no way to hide it. And as we did this, I started to reach out and connect and do counseling and support and go to meetings and like working on myself. And as I started to step into that world, I could see how big it was, how many other families were impacted by this. And it blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And it wasn't until one of the meetings that we were at when one of the counselors said, you and your husband are the only ones here in this whole meeting that are still together as a couple. So you're obviously figuring out something. Now we didn't figure it out without some challenges. Don't get me wrong. But he said, and you have two sons, you're dealing with this. So what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? This is when it started to open up my eyes that maybe there was something here that I was supposed to do. And that was when a counselor said, like, maybe you can't find the answers and support out there because you're the one that's supposed to do it. And it opened up my eyes and it was this possibility of what if it is like, what if this is what I'm supposed to be doing? So I started sharing my story, my story. I started to learn how to do it. I went to events to learn about speaking and sharing vulnerable stories. And I heard Lisa Nichols speak in 2015, blew me away when she helped me to really understand how to share difficult stories, how to be vulnerable, dove into all things Brene Brown, started to understand owning my choices, radical responsibility, being in the space of writing my story in three collaborative books before I did my own. And I remember the emotions going through when I did that very first collaborative book, I cried and cried and cried when I wrote it. Like I cried. 
it was so hard to share those parts of myself and nobody understood why. And a lot of people didn't believe in what I was doing because again, that generation, we don't talk about difficult things. We sweep sweep them under the rug, put our smile on and say, we're fine. But I was done hiding. Like I was so done hiding and done squashing my voice that I knew I had to do something more. So as I started to do those things and speak on the stages, it just opened up so many doors. And that was 2014, 15, 16. And in 2017, I launched the Own Your Choices on Your Life podcast, one you're listening to right now. And I spoke on more stages and I released my own book when she stopped asking why. Now, I do not want you to think that that was like a really quick jump and it was smooth and easy because it wasn't, it wasn't, it was really, really hard. And I have one picture of the stage I spoke on in 2016. And when I look back for many years after I would look at that picture, I was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed of how I let myself go. It has nothing to do with weight. She was just, when I look at that picture, I was so lost. I was so lost in my life. And I was like clinging on by a thread, like literally by a thread. I was so hard on myself. I looked at that picture and I judged her for so long for what she did and how far she let herself go. And it wasn't until I really dove into this work to understand that (laughs) I wouldn't be here if she didn't fight like hell to get here. I wouldn't be here if she didn't have the balls to stand on stage and speak. I wouldn't be here doing this if she wasn't so, so fucking tired of where her life was at that she wanted to create a change. So think back to a piece of yourself that you have judged and torn apart so much. And can you see how that younger version of you got you here? That's a powerful piece of learning how to measure backwards, like measure backwards, measure your progress backwards, not forwards. It's not forwards. You can have a goal of where you're going, but do not measure yourself forwards, measure yourself backwards. And whenever I feel this frustration, I pull out that picture that I judged for so long and I pour love into her. I literally pour love and gratitude because I would not be here if it wasn't for all of the work that she did back then. I wouldn't. So I want to share that piece with you. That was a big turning point. There's so many other turning points, but I'm just going to do my best to sync them together as I talk about measuring backwards and how I got here learning how to do my podcast. And then my book releasing in 2017, it was a six time bestseller. It was featured on many news channels. I had a number of different interviews and it scared the shit out of me. I'm not, it scared the absolute shit out of me. I actually pulled back and had this massive vulnerability hangover because I didn't know how to cope with all of the attention. And I was uncomfortable as hell, right? Like here I went from being in this space of, I hope nobody sees me or knows what's happening to saying, oh, here's my story. It's published. And I put my cover on the, on the book. So it was like this whole thing, I needed time to process it. And so that's the vulnerability hangover that is real. I allowed myself that space. And in doing so, I had many moments where I felt like this podcast was not good enough. Who was going to listen to me? I didn't know what I was doing. I was a newbie. It was messy and all of the things. Again, I judged myself. Can you hear a recurring theme here? I judged myself again. And when I judged myself, I shut myself down. So when you judge yourself, you, you shut yourself right down 
and you stop yourself. And like, so you are the person that's blocking all the things that are available. I know I'm not the only one. I'm just being real and sharing this. So in that process, I had so much healing to do so much trust to build, working on myself, trying to figure out how to keep navigating this and understand that when I wrote this book and when I started this podcast, we were still in the height of things that were going on with our kids. So picture how volatile that made my own personal life and how volatile it made my extended family who thought I was crazy for what I was doing. I felt so much more isolated and alone, but I felt this fire that had lit lit inside of me. And all I could do was trust the fire. That's the only thing I could do was trust the fire. I couldn't trust all the noise and chatter and comments and judgments and opinions that were happening around me. I had to trust my inner fire. That is a message for myself to keep going back to. That's important. As I started to do that, I really started to feel like maybe there's something more to this. I don't know what it is yet, but I think maybe there's something more to this. And over time, I had women coming up to me, reaching out and saying, but how do you share a story? How do you share a story? Or I feel so isolated and I don't have anyone around me. How do I share a story? So as I started to really dive into this work, I started to run live events and I ran five live events called the Inspired Life Project. And during those events, I think we grew it from like 10 women up to 50 at the last one, I think 52 or 53 we had. And we had another one scheduled for April of 2020, but we all know what happened in in April of 2020. There was nothing in person happening and it's never come back yet. doesn't mean it won't, but it hasn't come back yet. That served an incredible purpose in that time because what I did was I had women that I was coaching and working with sharing their stories publicly at this event. And it was a, it was a leadership transformational event. The reason that I wanted to run that is because at that time I had been on a plane a number of times to go to life-changing personal development events for myself, like the kind that I didn't have any money to go to. And I still did because I was obviously meant to be there. I had two tickets gifted to me. One was to go see Lisa Nichols and one was to go to an event in Arizona. And both of those events completely transformed me. So I knew the power of going to live events. But there was just not much around here in Southwestern Ontario. So it's like, why? how can we run something on our own scale? And that's what we did. That's what these events were. And they were so powerful. And I, I so grateful for that experience. And then as that started to unfold more and more and more, I felt this pull to launch our own collaborative book called Owning Your Choices. And that was such a big thing to take on, on my own. And we ended up publishing that in 2020 during COVID and it was a bestseller again. And I think we had eight women. We shared their stories, including the beautiful soul Thambeka from Africa that if I've mentioned many times on this podcast, she shared her story of being a survivor of human trafficking so powerful, so, so powerful. And that just hit so much for me. It really did. So having that come to life and happening in 2020, it was like, maybe I should do more of this, but at the same time, it was so much work that I couldn't even fathom trying to do it again. So that actually published right before my back surgery, like a week before that's no joke. That was incredibly hard to go through all of that and get ready for back surgery. 
So I had to learn a lot about trust and let go and receive and make my needs and recovery a top priority. So 2020 became the time of learning to embrace more of the feminine side, the piece that Ken is learning. She didn't have control that piece that became very powerful learning how to do that. So as I did that, I found myself growing a little bit more and a little bit differently and sitting into trust and leaning in for support and asking and receiving all of the things that I'd never done in my life, but were really, really powerful. So it might not look like it was massive amounts of growth, but it was such internal growth that I could not like couldn't fathom doing life differently. I was so grateful for the opportunity to learn these lessons firsthand. Since then, I have learned to reach for so much more. In 2021, we started our second podcast, Everybody Holds a Story, completed my NLP practitioner um, certification, and that actually really prioritized and solidified the importance of supporting my own healing and subconscious reprogramming. I have like, I'm 52 years old. I have like 52 years of unlearning to do. And listen, it's not all bad. It's not, but I definitely had to learn new ways of doing things. If I want my business to grow, I have to go first and I have to lead myself. And that's a message for everyone. So as we did this, we started then with the second podcast, Everybody Holds a Story. We decided it was time to launch a collaborative book, Everybody Holds a Story, volume one. And that is, we're hoping it is releasing in June. That's that's the plan. So we will see. That's the plan. It's a big, it's a big job and a big task. And that means we are also in the space of launching volume two, as well as the brain health edition, which is really, really powerful. Any brain conditions, brain tumors, epilepsy, seizures, postpartum, depression, mental health, they are going to be stories that will be featured in the brain health edition. So that is starting to write in June. If that is something that you are interested in, please message me because I don't talk about that too often on this podcast, but it is a big part of my life and business. The other thing that happened is I've really learned that like, what else do I need to learn? And I had to learn to lean into systems and business and what is missing support, asking for help even more. And for the first time in my life, in my life, 27 years, registered kinesiologists being in the space of literally making within $10,000, the same amount of money every year for 27 years. And I don't know about you, but cost of living has gone up more than that. And that's, that's where I was at. It was like this threshold. That's, that's all I could do. I could only work more hours. There's no other way I couldn't leverage. I had to take on more clients and then I would be burnt out again. So it was quite a cycle except in 2021, after recovering from back surgery, coming out of the pandemic, still in the pandemic, you know what I mean? I had tripled my income and that had never happened, like never even close to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, wait, maybe this is actually something like, maybe this is something, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can build the business and have a life. Can I do both? Those were some of the things. So when I look back, I can see how it has all had to happen in order for me to be here. That's the measuring back process. I know I'm here for more growth and expansion, and I know I'm here to help more women learn how to grow their business and write their stories. And I say women, I have a couple of male clients now who are phenomenal that I love working with. So it's not just women. 
But as we do this, I am learning to say more no's. I am learning what a hell yes is. I am hiring mentors who are doing life and business in a way that I admire and want for myself. That's big. It's not just about, ooh, look at what they're generating, then like following the money, because it's not. Know what your values are. I want to know, I want to learn from somebody who's building the business and has the life that I admire. It has to be enough. As one of my, maybe this is a big lesson as I measure backwards. One of my key mentors, Corlin, said to me, if it's not enough, Marcia, if it's never enough for you, it will never be enough for anyone else. And that I, I say that all the time in my head. If it's not enough for me, it's not enough for anyone else. So does it need another post? Does it need another message, another email, another story? Or can it be enough? Can I allow it to be enough? So the more I stay in that zone and I learn from mentors who are living the life that I want to, that allows me to grow myself and grow my business without burnout. That means stronger boundaries in my business and personal life. There's a there's an episode on boundaries coming up that is really good and hits home because again, just sharing vulnerably. I've learned during this process that to trust, like my podcast has grown five times over the last um, five times the downloads over the last year, which is huge. That's huge. But learning to make myself a priority over and over again, and knowing that I deserve the loyalty, time, and attention that I give to others, that's huge. Learning to celebrate while growing a big-ass vision has been huge. And celebrating all of those wins and allowing myself to trust those downloads, the visions, and the ideas, and know that they're meant for me. It's taken me so long to learn these lessons. And so I encourage you to sit down and honor the journey that you have been on, honestly honor it so that you can measure backwards and take that energy of standing in that gain of what you have created, what you've overcome, what you've done, and then move forwards. Don't measure forwards because if you're always measuring your value forwards, you're never, ever going to measure up. And if you are not enough for you, it won't be enough for anyone else either. And you're going to be chasing that worth forever, forever. And I don't, I want more than that for you. I really do. So I would love to know how this hits. And I would love to know if you're going to take yourself through the exercise, because this was huge. It felt really good. Honestly, it felt really good to take myself through this exercise. And it just opened my eyes again, that we need to measure backwards, honor our journey and look at how far we've come because now we give others permission to do the same. So I love you. I'm sending you lots of love. I'm so grateful for you. If you want to learn more about this process, this is what we're going to be doing in the how method, healing, owning, and writing your story, learning how to do this, whether you want to become a published author, a podcaster, or you just want to rewrite that story that's been playing in your head for years. This is the space that we're going to do it. It is on pre-sale right now. We start this week and I there's room for you. There is room for you. Prices will be changing. The format is all is all laid out in the show notes. And if it speaks to you, I would love the opportunity to work more closely with you. So have an incredible, incredible day. Thank you for being here as I walked back if you on memory loved lane. This and I encourage today in the podcast because I, I invite you, you backwards to the mapping and backwards masterclass on Thursday, May 19th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the show notes to join. 
In this masterclass, we will be talking about identifying the parts of your story, learning how to map backwards to uncover and unpack the story that you are meant to share, learning how to map backwards to see all the pieces of your story and stand in your superpower and teach you how to begin to rewrite that story and see the bigger picture of how far your story can reach. Again, the masterclass is on Thursday, May 19th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I invite you to join us. It is free. And if you are all in for this content and you are loving what you are hearing, the link to join the how method is in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.